There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. Oh, what a welcome sight on our podcast desk. Something that looks relatively normal compared to the journey we have been on. Hey, hey ladies, can you uh, try to open your beers instead of playing your phones? <laughs> hey, can I, can I start this one out? You want, uh, yeah, be I'm, my guest. I'm really, oh, ex- go right I'm ahead. really excited to try this because you know I'm the uh, social guy for our Reddit account. So if you're a, yep. a Reddit user, I'm, you're I also apolog- our beer outsider. I apologize for the lack of content on Reddit, <laughs> but there is one group where I've accidentally made a couple of posts, and these guys are real <clears throat> particular. You know, oh, they're in the Yingling, right? Yeah, and it's called I, beer. Remember, this is you're going way back. This is the subreddit yeah. beer circle jerk. <laughs> and yeah, if you post anything that's not Yingling in there, man, you get excoriated. So I am going to. Uh, I just took a picture of my bottle so I could share something to the circle jerks. I, I remember you telling me about this. Is like we're going back a few seasons of Good Swill Hunting where you went in there and, and talked about something that wasn't Yingling, and you got. Yeah, I got, I got you, what'd you talk it? about in there? I don't know something, something probably bush eyes. Yeah, probably. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, we just popped off the top of Yingling Golden Pilsner. Shower, Golden Shower. <laughs> oh man, why you gotta be like that? It's a shower of flavor in your taste buds. Well, um, it's got to be better than that shower of whatever that was we had last week. Um, our with the drink bags, with our, vodka our big machine. tropical, tropical uh, Febreze. Hey, there's still a full one right here that's nice and warm for you. Oh, oh man, it, I think those vi- booze balls were better. Oh yeah, the the eggnog booze balls yeah. that Matt brought us. Yeah, yeah, Rick brings us like all this crazy, like fancy lic- lucrative, fancy beer that he had at, in his vault. And you show up with uh, a piss pouch a, and a, a piss pouch and, and a booze and a, ball, a eggnog flavor. Yes. booze balls. Because I I knew that was the most disgusting thing I could find at the store. <laughs> Here's my contribution. Yeah. Hey, it's all about the experience, Thanks, Matt. and we got to experience it. Here to help. We do uh, appreciate you. So uh, this is um, yeah, Golden Pilsner from Yingling. Um, obviously we all know Yingling very well. I'm, I'm a big fan of their lager. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, the golden Pilsner has a 3.3 rating on untapped. One untapped user said, I haven't had one in a while and now I forget why. Very enjoyable. And another person said, Chris Pilsner with notes of straw and grass on the palate, smooth, dry, and thin aftertaste. Um, this is, I mean, it's a welcome flavor and welcome sight on the podcast desk after some of the crazy things uh, we've tried here. Um, and, you know, it sounds kind of fancy, but this is this is a cheap, uh, pretty cheap drink. Um, and uh, when I went to get it at Total Wine, I unfortunately had to buy them individually because they only had four left in the Total Wine uh, that I went to. And that tells me something there. But it's nine forty nine for a six-pack of 12-ounce uh 
cans, uh, maybe bottles on that. But uh, yeah, it's not bad at all so far. Um, but it's the yeah. first uh, beer flavored beer we've had in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, nothing with with peach or and we batch tropical re- flavors. We batch record, and I just burped, and I had a mix of peach, oh. lemon, and a tropical fruit salad in my mouth, and it. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I'm pretty sure tomorrow's going to suck. Can I um, can I tongue kiss you? Uh, oh, yeah. oh man! Uh, only only after you've had a cigarette. My God! <laughs> um, but uh, I'm excited about this. Like so, I'm a Yingling fan. So if if listeners uh, anybody would dare to listen to our very first ever episode, we talked about like what our go to cheap beer is. I apologize for the audio quality. Yeah, mine mine was Yingling's Amber Lager, which is their flagship. Um, love the brewery. Love the story. Couldn't buy it in Ohio. I grew up in Ohio. We couldn't get it there. Oh yeah, we we went over this back in the, yeah a couple of years ago. We would talk about how oddly hard Yingling was to get in some places. I when I moved to DC after college, I can get it in DC. Went back home to visit my parents. Couldn't buy it in Ohio. Like we lived thirty minutes from the border. So, but but also on that being it, it was hard to get. I also love the Amber Lager so much. I've never tried their other beers because I'm afraid I won't like this. Like I literally, I'm I'm. I'm afraid it, that if it's I hard dr- to step away from their their original. Yeah, I'm afraid that I'm gonna be like, no, so I don't like it, guys. You're now no longer one of my best friends. Don't they have they have the the black and tan, right, uh, or something like that? Yeah, and they have their. I think flight is their flight is their light light, light logger. like their locale, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fairly new. I think that's only two years old. That's like they the- used to put out a really killer uh, summer wheat. They used to have a summer beer, a summer mm. wheat beer, which was actually damn good, but they discontinued it. And they got that mango one now, and they got that Hershey beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the Hershey Porter. Yeah. I yeah. tried oh. that one. I, was, I didn't like that one. The Hershey Porter is like a lot of – it's always sold out. I think a lot of people grab that beer. And porters are – you got to have a – you got to have a – you know, a, you got to want a porter. Yeah. You got to be into those things. But, but I feel these are, like, Yingling's huge on the East Coast. Like, East Coast, once you start going west a little bit, like, no one's ever heard of it. It's, like, really strange. Yeah. Well, I got the map of where you can find it because I'm a nerd. So, yeah, you can find it pretty big on the East Coast, even parts of the Midwest, really. You can find it from, you know, the East Coast over to Indiana and down from uh, actually brewed by Yingling. And then you get some other states like Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas and Missouri, um, you can get it there too, but it's uh, not actually brewed by them. It's um, brewed with their joint partnership with Molson Coors, that, like so, contract brewing. So that's that's today. Like it doesn't really go past Texas and yeah, Oklahoma. Still and, today, that's crazy. Like to me, that's nuts because there's it, so many other beers that are lesser known than Yingling that are all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know. And like, I, that's so weird. I, I want to say it, it just came to Texas in like the last year or two. Correct. Because I was down there at the Kroger and they had a huge display of it. And I remember that. I think that was the last time I was actually able to post in the beer circle jerk Reddit. I took a big picture of this display and I was like spotted in the wild in Houston, Texas. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, it, 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 and there was actually a point in their head. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But there's a point in their history where. They couldn't keep up with demand in their local market, and they were starting to distribute beyond it. And they pulled back. They said, "Nope, we're our. We huh. need to cater to our our, our bread people. and butter, like our people." Yeah. Yeah. Before we do, do get far ahead, um, let's go ahead and do our first of impressions. 
It's time for First Sip Impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Um, this was a welcome flavor on my palate. Um, just, it's just nice to taste <laughs> just beer again. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, it's, it has more of a, uh, of a bite to it than I thought it would, but it's not, it's not bad. It's like, it's like, it's got a lot of flavor for a Pilsner and it still has that yingling like flavor that I like in there somewhere. Um, so my first impression is solid on this. Uh, it's good. Brian. Yeah. Uh, same thing here. Uh, I'm not hating on it. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to replace the Amber lager for me that they make. Um, no, that'd be tough. Yeah, but I'm not hating Rick. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's what it should be crispy, yeah. you know, um, ice cold out of the bottle. I mean, it's just hitting all the right notes. Um, I, I, could be because we've just been drinking all this flavored stuff the past <laughs> couple of episodes, but I mean, this is just like a refreshing. It, it, it's a dose of, of reality. Of hot, good. hot summer day. Yeah, doing something outside. You come in and grab one of these cold babies right out of the fridge, man. Yeah, and I, and I feel like um, if you're not a pilsner person, you might actually like this one because it has. I feel like it has more flavor than other pilsners I've had, Matt. Well, no, I was just going to say you're a Pilsner's person because you drink the Miller Lite. Yeah. But uh, I, I like this, too. And I'm with Rick. I could see, you know, I got my little red cooler. I could throw a six-pack of these in there with some ice and sit out there and man the grill for a while. You know, if if you're smoking a brisket, you're waiting to get the temperature just right. Mm. You're just sitting there in the hot summer sun. Mm. Yeah, I could. Sipping on a couple of these. Yeah. Uh, listening yeah. to some tunes. That's right. Mm-hmm. All day long, all day long. Uh, what is the ABV on this? I'm just curious. I can't. I can't find it on the bottle. In Pennsylvania, I don't think they have to put the ABV on the label. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the state by state, though, if it distributes here, I think they have to put it. It doesn't have the ABV on it, though. Oh, it does not. It does not. If I had to guess, it's in the four range. I'll tell you right uh, agreed. now. Agreed. Um, but um, it may be five, maybe a four. I'm going to go with a four five. Get your guesses in, people. Oh, I thought I thought you were doing last I call. There's a little piece of me it. that wants to say five percent because it's got a little bite to it. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. All right, what are you at? Four point eight. What are you at? That's a five. Are, are we doing? We're taking guesses are, on ABV. Are we doing like if you go over, you're automatically out, or if you if you're under, if you're whoever's closest. Oh, okay, closest. Yeah, yeah. Four eight five. Four six. Oof, four seven. Oh got a tie <laughs> close okay. to that tie okay. between Blaine and Matt. Yeah. I, I, four I, seven. I, was, I wanted to go with five though, because it's got some kind of bite to yeah. it. I mean this is solid. Yeah. Four seven. Yeah. I mean that tells you that it's more there's more flavor than yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Um mm. which and, is and if cool. you drink bush ice every day, it's really kind of a session bear. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you're in the mid fours, the ABV that's respectable, and um, yeah, so this stuff. Um, what the so the one thing that everybody always says with Yingling, and uh, who anybody who knows Yingling is that this is the oldest brewery in the United States. We talked about that um, some episodes back a long time ago, but um, this is 
probably one of the most respectable breweries out there, Brian. Right, because if you remember a few weeks ago, we did Line of Kugel, and it's the seventh oldest brewery in the United States. But you know what? They're not independently owned anymore. They still may be run by the Line of Kugel family, but they're owned by Molson, of course, right? This is still family-owned by the Yingling family. And I think that... Which is, uh, like, molded into the bottle. Right, right. and Family-operated. We're talking, like, founded in 1829 by David Gutlieb Jungling. He actually spelled J-U with little, two little dots over it. N-G-L-I-N-G. Um, he changed his name to Yingling. After okay. moved to the United States for Americanized a few years. it, yeah, yep. that's so much more American. The original, yeah, I mean, that that threw me the first time I saw that stuff. The original brewery was uh, the Eagle Brewery in Pennsylvania. Um, it's really interesting that so his father brewed beer um, in Germany, kind of like the Elena Google story. But this guy was the youngest, and he couldn't. He was never going to be the heir to his family brewery, so he moved to the United States, he, and he picked Pennsylvania because of the coal boom at the time. There's an increased population, so they needed beer. Um, and it was close to spring water to make the beers. And that the hills were prime for the caves and needed to lager the beers. I thought that was a really cool story on how he picked it. Um, you know, they, 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 like I said, been around since 1829. They survived prohibition by once again doing near beer. They also ran a dairy. Um, I love this. They celebrated the end of prohibition. By sending a truck of beer to the White House. Now, that's baller, in my opinion. That is pretty baller. Um, the brewery really didn't start to take off until 1976. Um, and this is what really blew me away. So we all know, what's their flagship beer? Yingling. Yingling. Yingling, the, the Amber Lager. Right. Right. And, and so we, we, that's what we know the brand for. It's 80% of what they brew. They didn't make that beer until 1987. Yeah, wow. and and that's like wow. I thought that would have been you know from way back one of the original beers they've ever made. Um, they've been expanding recently. So what is the original beer they made, and is it still available in some form today? They don't make it anymore. I don't believe. Okay. No. Yeah, you have to buy it in like a bucket or something, probably. Yeah, <laughs> if you have to go find those caves, you can go if you really dive deep in their caves, um, past the skeletons, you'll find it. Um, but they've been expanding lately. Um, in 99, they bought Stroh's uh, Brewing in Tampa. And to keep up with demand, they built a bigger brewery in 2000 um, in Pennsylvania, along with the original brewery. Um, this beer that we're drinking right now was released in 2018. Um, they've recently done a larger brewery in Tampa, and we mentioned earlier their partnership with Molson Coors to reach uh, some of the other states. So. And this stuff, this Golden Pilsner came out in 2018, you have down here. Yep. Um, Didn't I say that? Yeah, yeah, you did. And and that's not that old. No. Um, but this is obviously a pretty popular beverage. And I love how much you geeked out on their history. I can tell that's you you love this brewery. You know what? I grew up in it's a family. It's nice fam to hear the positivity from you, Brian. You know, I grew up in a, a family of small business owners, and I would have loved to bit, you know, help pass that business on through the generations right yeah you know my grandpa started it my grand my parents ran it and i i abandoned it because it was an insurance agency in youngstown ohio name me one exciting thing about that yeah there, there isn't there i mean there, there really isn't so it's like here's a family and if there's some if you go to their website and go to their um a, you know their about their history 
they have videos with the like the descendants talking about their family and who did it and they're like there's there's a twinkle in their eyes that you know I only ever see when Matt's drinking Bush Ice, and it's it's kind of special to see that. Like, yeah, yeah, they they respect where their family's been and what they've done. Well, I'm sure like uh, brewing beer and the process of doing it, and it's such a big process from you know getting the ingredients to brewing it to bringing it to the people. There's so many different things in that process that. I think different people can fall in love um, with different parts of that process. And maybe that's how family keeps it going that long is, you know, different family members with different personalities find some aspect of the business that they love. And, and that inspires them to keep it going that long. Cause I mean, that, that's just, it's incredible. And it's amazing to have uh, that kind of a, an old brewery like that here in the U S and they're probably making a shit ton of money. Uh, And well, and that's, that's probably a, somewhat of a reason. So I, I had to go down the rabbit hole. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. We just went the down the rabbit hole. The first beer they <laughs> ever brewed was the Lord Chesterfield Ale and Porter, mm. which is still available to this Lord day. Lord Chesterfield! But it doesn't see much distribution outside of Pennsylvania. Huh? Really? But it's still available to this day. Mm. Okay. If that only was the we first knew beer that they... If only we hold, knew hold some pothole in up. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, okay. That can, live can in Philadelphia. Some, can someone please send us... Lord, a beer called Lord, Lord Chesterfield. Chesterfield Ale like, and Porter. Uh, how, how cool is that? He's dead. Yeah. Well, the beer is not dead. It's being sold. Oh, where, the guy that we're talking where about. Where John though. lives. Yeah. He, John, John lives. Doesn't John, see much distro it. outside of Pennsylvania. And, and and back then, I don't think porters were what we know porters to be today. They were They were a lot thinner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. yeah oh, I'm, I'm down. If we, if only this this guy knew that we knew it was be nice to us. <laughs> but but as I read that to find out what that was all about, I realized because there was a listing of the top five oldest breweries in America, and Yingling is the only one not owned by Paps. So the top five are all four of them are owned by Paps. And wow. this this one is still the only one that's independently operated as impressive. a family brewery. Very impressive. All right, let's roll our last call on this. Let's do it. Closing time. Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your cheap ass beer. This beer, this beer put me in a good mood. Uh, yes, it, it did. Yes, it like, did. It put us uh, back on the right trajectory. Yeah, and we are drinking good swill. Hey. We're talking about beer. We're drinking beer. Right. We're getting into yeah. beer history. Exactly. I am gonna put this baby at a four. I'm at a four on this Golden Pilsner. I'm, I'm very happy to drink this. I love this brewery. I love this beer. I love that it's a Pilsner with a little bit more flavor than other Pilsners I've had. I'm at a four. That's where I'm at. You know, this is an interesting beer. Um, Think about where I would drink this. Okay. Golden Pilsner, hot summer 
day we're in right now, you know, we're in August. It is hot. Would not be on a lake on a boat with this. I would not be at the neighborhood pool with this. I would. It's eat too this. too much flavor. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? If I was grilling out, mm. hamburgers going on on the grill, some hot dogs. You know, in the evening starting to get cooler. Sitting you, on the patio. You could do some barbecue with it. Yeah. Great would, patio beer. I think that's yeah. where I put this. Um, because it's like refreshing, but it's it's still a little heavy for like just hanging out. Like yeah. And. Any body of water. I mean, <laughs> sitting uh, sitting on the dock, watching the sunset. Yeah, when that little breeze kicks up. Mm. I mean, it's no bush light peach, so I'm not going to put it at a four. <laughs> Matt, Matt's uh, roll, rolling I'll come his in. Eyes. I'll come in at three point seven five. Just no way. What would you do then, bro? Same exact rating. That's why I'm going. What? Oh, no your, way. Your beards are touching again. I'm like, I'm the same. I'm not going to kick it to a four because, yeah, there's no, uh, it's no bush light peach. That's for damn sure. It's tasty, and I agree. I would sit on the patio and drink this. So, you know, I'm. I also take bush ice everywhere I go, just because I know everybody's like, "Ew, bush ice now." When I take that stuff to the beach, and at seven in the morning, I'm we're going out to the beach, and I say, "Hey, bro, you want a cold one to start your day off? Feeling a little hungover? Start it off right." No, 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 that's too much, man. No, too much. You gave one to me before the podcast, and I, I enjoyed your bush ice. Right, but that was yeah. not at seven in the morning either. No, so yeah, uh, I think my seven in the morning beer days are over. But well, yeah, but I but yeah, you're a different. You're a different uh, breed of cat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but no, I, I like this stuff a lot. And you know, it's suspicious that the eagle that Yingling appropriated first looks exactly like the Anheuser Busch eagle. Very similar. It, 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 there's um, some, yeah. Very similar. Like, oh, a little cultural appropriation there, Anheuser Busch. Rick, where, where are you at on this baby? Three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half. Three okay. and a half. Okay. So yeah. I was the highest on this one. Uh, it, it, it's, um, it, you can't drink it all the time, like, especially when we're in the heat of the summer right now. I could see maybe you're out in the heat doing some yard work. You come in and grab like an ice cold one out of the refrigerator. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely not a lake or pool beer. It's got a little bit too much flavor for that. I couldn't see pounding more than maybe like three or four of these to where I would switch to probably something else. Um, yeah, that hay and grass, um, there was just one of the, the uh, untapped Raiders described it. I, oh, I agree yeah. with that. But there's it a very bitter finish after that. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's the malt they use. Um, yeah, is, and, and you you feel you you get more of it in this versus the amber because the amber kind of yeah. covers up some but of that heavy malt flavor. I feel like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck on this though. Oh, like, well, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, yeah. what does this come out uh, price? It's like eleven something, I think per ounce. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't well for a six pack. It was like eleven something. Um, Am I, no, no, nine forty nine. That's on a twelve. Pack. That's on a twelve pack. For a, for a I couldn't get pricing on six. Pack, I don't I'm think sorry. they do six. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it, anyway, it's it's thirteen cents an ounce. Uh, it's that's very you know reasonable for a really great taste in beer. But we have some decisions to make. Um, we we got to figure out what we're drinking next week. It's going to be a surprise. Um, but we still have a lot of summer left. A lot of hot weeks ahead. So whatever it is, it's got to be like refreshing, and it's got to be good, and it's got to be fun. Yeah, August mm. is right around the corner. And, and in the meantime, check us out at goodswillhunting.com, and you can email us at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, 
and we want to try your beer where you live. Uh, we have uh, some friends coming from places like Minnesota bringing us some stuff. I- I've heard whispers of Spotted Cow out there. There's, there's some beers uh, we're going to be trying out there, and we're really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for listening, and we will uh, catch you next week. Take care. Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol-fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine VoiceOver Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Ryan Richards at BeRichWrites. Rick Speed at Rick Speed. And if you want to follow Matt, who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.